ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I'm just kidding. Um, welcome back to the podcast. I know I'm kind of mixing things up a little bit this week. I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, this episode's going to be just a little bit different. Today's guest is a young lady by the name of Nicole Hansen. Now, Nicole is super sweet. She's fairly young. This is her first book that she's come out with. And this is the first week of December. Can you guess what my theme is for today? I know I don't normally have themes other than, you know, trauma. This episode has nothing to do with trauma, but everything to do with love, obedience, and the side effects of salvation. That's the subtitle to her book. Her book is called First John on love, obedience, and the side effects of salvation. Nicole Hansen has written a devotional and it includes original artwork from her that is absolutely stunning. So the cover itself has a beautiful swan and we're going to get into that a little bit here uh, to talk about. Um, She's got in her very first page, it's a watercolor painting of the earth. It's beautiful. Then she's got this, just the cutest owl. Oh my gosh. Anyway, we're going to get straight into the episode. I'm going to let Nicole tell you a little bit more about it. And as a special Christmas bonus, no commercials this time. So welcome to the show, Nicole Hansen. Uh, I am, uh, we're recording this in advance, but this is specifically for the Christmas special. So this is super exciting, you guys. You got to meet this young lady. Um, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Um, Nicole is a pretty awesome author and artist. She does her own watercolor paintings in the book that I just learned about. Um, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about the book. But before we get into that, um, just some of the basic questions I always like to start with. Where did you grow up? What was your family life like when you were growing up? I grew up in a Chicago suburb of Illinois called Homewood. And um, I was homeschooled in those early years up until high school, actually. And um, I just really loved learning and reading. And a lot of our curriculum when I was in elementary school and my, my mom was my teacher was centered around books. So it is not surprising that I love words <laughs> this much. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you did start going to high school, was it just a standard high school? Was it a Christian school? It was the local public high school. And that was wow. in Lamont. Illinois. Oh and, was that a uh, culture shock for you? Oh, it was. Yes. <laughs> it was there it was it was strange things that were culture shock though. Um I couldn't figure out how to open my locker. Oh, yeah. And I would go to the office and ask for somebody to come help me and this disgruntled janitor would come by and <laughs> tell me come on you've been opening lockers for years why is this so hard and I would just think to myself no I haven't actually this is my first year with a locker 
<laughs> and I could never quite get the hang of it. So I just carried all my books. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I did go to public school my whole life and I actually had flat out nightmares of lockers. I'm not even kidding. So <laughs> that janitor just needs to get over it. <laughs> I, think, I think he had other things that he wanted to be working on in that moment. <laughs> not helping the same ninth grader every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than wiping down the toilets for the ninth time that day. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> So the kiddo here in my household wanted me to, she was very specific. She wanted me to ask you a very special question. Okay. Uh, she has all of her own favorites and she wants to know what your favorite verse of the Bible is and why that's your favorite. Oh my goodness. A favorite verse. I know. Hers is John three sixteen, Oh, and she will so recite the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really hard time with favorites. Honestly, I go back and forth all the time. I don't even have one favorite color. I've got like four or five. Yeah. And I, I've never really thought about my favorite verse before, but my favorite book is First John, which is not a surprise why that ended up being <laughs> my first devotional book is around the whole book of First John. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, you know, speaking of, that's a great way of uh, getting into this. What inspired you to write this book? Well, a lot of it started years ago, maybe like uh, 2016 or so. I started writing just on blogs, devotional thoughts every week and was very committed to a weekly post at a certain time every week. And um, a lot of people in my church reach out and were asking for a devotional. And that just blew my mind. I had never thought of that. I did not think of myself as an author and if I did, I was going to write fiction <laughs> at that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had that thought in the back of my mind that my writing style and what I was writing about was interesting to people who might want more and would actually pay for it. But it wasn't until last year, 2021, that I really started taking seriously the idea of writing. And I knew that part of God's call in my life was to write devotionals. But <laughs> I had it in my head that I had to put that off until I was older. Because if I did that, then what would be left for the rest of my life? If right. I did the thing, this is the thing I know. And then finally, <laughs> I realized, well, you can write more than one devotional. Or there might be other next things, but there won't be until you obey in the thing that you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is so true. Uh, and, you know, I actually, so I just pulled the trigger. I had to get a copy of this book. I <laughs> got one because, well, for one, I want to read it for myself, but also because I'm going to give it to the kiddo here in the household and I know oh. she's going to love this. Um, but I, I keep looking at the watercolor painting on the cover of this mm. book. It's called First John on Love, Obedience, and Side Effects of Salvation. Oh, my gosh. I've experienced all of that. Um, <laughs> but the artwork is absolutely beautiful. Um, you mentioned on the back of the book that you've been painting uh, since 2018. How long did it take you to create all of this gorgeous artwork that's in this book? The paintings for this book I painted this year, maybe wow. between like March and July. I was, I was very focused. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. 
Yeah. That's amazing. So how did you learn how to paint? Was this just something you, you started to pick mm. up on or was this, did you take classes? Well, it all started because my parents did not treat all of their daughters as the same person. So all of my younger sisters got piano lessons, but they did not give me piano lessons. And for years, I was very jealous about this and why can they all play the piano and I cannot. And then I realized that my parents had gotten drawing lessons for me. I was like, oh, wow, they were like paying attention <laughs> to what wow. was different in all of us and saw that I was always drawing and doodling and creating. And so I had drawing lessons as a child and I took painting classes in high school and uh, when I got married in 2018 we our apartment was carpeted and I'm a very sloppy painter and I knew that we would not get our deposit back if I painted (laughs) with the acrylics (laughs) that would stain and so I was like well I have some old watercolors if I use watercolors those sound like they will make less of a mess on the carpet. So I will paint with those. And so that is the true story of how I started painting with watercolors. <laughs> That's and awesome. It, it, I've loved the journey. It's it's different from acrylics, but there's enough of the foundations that are the same. And Right. And you know, people keep telling me that, but I'm still terrified of watercolors because <laughs> I remember how bad I was at watercolors when I was a kid. <laughs> right with with the acrylics but that's because I have a canvas standing up in front of me I think what intimidates me with the watercolor is having to look down at it and leave the paper flat you know what I just saw somebody maybe on social media I saw a video but somebody was painting with watercolors on an easel and I was like how how are you making this work why is this working for you why is everything not pooling at the bottom and that made me wonder if I just use more water than I really need to in my watercolors (laughs) that could be maybe I was too I don't I don't know I'm still going to paint flat though (laughs) (laughs) so is your husband as as much into uh devotionals as you are has he always been the same uh I don't know that he's much of a devotional reader he's more just scripture or like the um version app has like the daily readings and things in there so he does those devotions more oh very cool very cool and how'd you guys meet we met on christianmingle.com oh (laughs) i hear so many success stories through that website i love it (laughs) we are really thankful for it (laughs) yeah absolutely i met my husband online too but it was you know through a free one Uh, okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you happen to have your book nearby? If I were to ask you in a few minutes to, if you could read a passage from your book for the podcast. Yeah. Awesome. And before you read it, can you tell us where do people find your book? Yeah. My book is on Amazon. Um, it's the only place you can buy it. And at this point you have to type in the whole entire title for it to populate on their website or um, I'll give Amanda a direct link to that too. Okay. For me to find it, I just put in your first and last name and then one John and then that oh, brought it right up. And it worked. Okay. Yep. I've it had people beautiful. telling me they can't find it. So I wanted to. Oh. Um... Yeah. I, I will I make <laughs> sure that in the description of the podcast and on all my social medias and all that stuff, um, I will make sure that I give links to this because I think this is the perfect last minute stocking stuffer for people mm. that are needing stuff. Uh, which is why I wanted this to kind of be the Christmas special and, and have this be like the perfect way to kick off December and really 
well, kind of drive the point home to remind people of what Christmas is actually about. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So what part did you want to read for us? I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah, I'll read from day three. And I'll read that whole day's devotional, actually. It's called On Joy in Fellowship. And the painting is of a strawberry. <laughs> this is 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 in the New Living Translation. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one, who is life itself, was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things to you so that you may fully share our joy. John's joy comes from fellowship with Jesus. It's the fruit of his relationship with God. It reminds me of what Jesus taught about abiding, which John recorded in John 15, 1-17. Verses 10-11 through 11 read, We remain... Oh, ooh, I skipped ahead. <laughs> we remain in him, he says, when we obey his commands. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. John 15, 10 through 11. Jesus explains that he is the vine, we are the branches, and that only when we are connected to him can we bear any fruit. When we become disconnected from Jesus, we can no longer bear fruit or evidence of our relationship with Jesus. One way to know that a strawberry plant is a strawberry plant is to look at the berries. Strawberries confirm it's a strawberry plant. <laughs> the fruit of the fellowship of, with God and his son, Jesus Christ, is joy. It's no use trying to go out and become a more joyful person or gluing strawberries onto a strawberry plant. Real joy, the kind born out of a relationship with God, is a side effect. That said, here are some practices rooted in a relationship with God that have given me, that have helped me nurture joy. A gratitude journal where I reflect on the things God has done day by day and trace them back to God rather than coincidence. Unrushed time with God in the Bible, reading and prayer, where I give myself time to enjoy the relationship rather than check quiet time off of a to-do list. Listening to God-centered music while at work and around the house. Continually turning my attention to God and what kind of a person he is and what he has done. Each of these are a way of digging deeper into fellowship with God and experiencing more joy. What practices, rooted in a relationship with God, help you nurture joy? Whom will you tell about this joyful relationship so that they, too, may share in your joy? This is awesome. This is really cool. I can see how this can be really helpful to the people that are going through hard times, especially, you know, sometimes it's hard to remember that we still need to thank God for who he is and for the good mm -hmm. stuff that he brings into our life when we're going through our struggles and stuff. This is, that was great. Oh, it's, it's very not natural to right. think about those things when the world is crumbling. Yeah. 
Yep, absolutely. And a lot of people who listen to my podcast are people who have experienced their worlds mm-hmm. crumbling and they don't know which way to turn. Mm-hmm. I, I am so happy that you're on my podcast. This is just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I love the the strawberry analogy of, you know, you wouldn't glue the strawberry onto the plant. Mm. Yeah. That was cool. Oh, that was so sweet. And it's also my favorite fruit. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the kiddo not so much she doesn't like berries of any kind but she'll really? get over them she loves the way is they she a look. vegetable person she loves vegetables oh my gosh broccoli is one of her favorites people that just are not fruit people they like vegetables and that surprises me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it definitely does I me too too much of a sweet tooth i guess <laughs> You know, and that's what she says every time I offer her something. She's like, no, thank you. That's too sweet for me. Oh, wow. It's, you know, strawberries, berries of any kind, syrup mm-hmm. on her waffles or pancakes. Mm. She loves waffles. But yeah, it's, no, that's too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. Well, though. I'll take all of her sweets. <laughs> yeah, you have to fight me for them. Oh, I guess you can have dibs. <laughs> Yeah, she's a pretty special kiddo. Mm. Um, so there's always just one more question that I like to ask people before I let them go. Um, and it's just kind of a fun get-to-know-you question. Mm. What is one thing that you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance? Mm. I love how much I love to research and learn things. <laughs> I uh, just like digging deeper and finding more information and especially like in things around scripture, uh, books from the library, commentaries and all kinds of things to go deeper, learn more. (laughs) That's awesome. So and I I lied. I'm not going to let you go yet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do you have plans? You said that you kind of always wanted to write. Do you have plans to uh, create more books in the future that we can be watching out for? I do. I'm working on another book right now that will be focusing on what God says he is faithful to do and what we do with that. So the idea is kind of coming from affirmations, but I wanted to give myself God formations, like what is true about God that I need to keep front of mind every day and live more into those things. And rather than trust God ambiguously, ambiguously, uh, know specifically what I am trusting God for, what he is faithful to do. So I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You mentioned earlier that you thought that you might write some nonfiction someday. Do you still have plans for that too, eventually? Uh, the fiction I've written is, it, a lot of it's really old, and I don't think that it will ever see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, sometimes I go back to a, a fun idea I had. I don't know if it will ever actually be a book, but I've tried rewriting the story of David from the Bible oh. in a, like a fantasy land. So the Israelites are elves. The um, Philistines are um, ogres, like like different things like that. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I would to absolutely read, that, read that. 
<laughs> I would absolutely yeah. read that. Let me know if you do make that happen because I'd love to have that one. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Can't uh, wait Amanda, to get I have, yeah. <laughs> I have a gift for listeners too if they're interested. Absolutely. And what would your gift be? So I wrote a uh, little PDF that helps people take a visual cue. Maybe it's a painting or maybe it's like a seashell that you have on your countertop or something that will help bring back to mind biblical truth if you set up that connection. And so that's a PDF that walks people through how to do that. And that's what I did in the devotional. Each of the paintings is a visual cue for that chapter's idea. So the painting of a strawberry is the visual cue to remember that joy comes from fellowship with God. And so if I put up the strawberry in my house, then that will be my reminder. I have different paintings from the book up in my house. (laughs) That is awesome. And how would they reach out to you for that? I can give you the link so that it can be directly in the description of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, please do. Yeah. I would love that. For sure. Um, And then another thing that I noticed on the back of your book is that Mm -hmm. you can be commissioned for um actually that's not on the back of your book it's in the description of the author um (laughs) that you can be commissioned for um really cool custom pieces yeah Uh, do you have a way that people can reach out to you for that too i'll give you that link as well yeah very cool and how much would you normally charge like a ballpark price for an eight by ten an eight by ten is a hundred forty dollars before shipping that's not bad at all at the time of this recording (laughs) (laughs) right Prices are subject to change based on inflation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and you've also included your Instagram link and that kind of stuff in there. So I'm going to make sure we put that in the podcast too. So awesome. Um, I'd love it if more people could uh, support you, follow you on Instagram, grab a copy of your book, reach out to you for that uh, free um gift that you're offering which is just so cool i love that you're the first (laughs) one by the way oh (laughs) Uh, for this entire season you're the first one that's offered a gift so that's pretty awesome that is pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) and i can't wait to learn more about you and and read this book it just looks so gorgeous i love this one on the cover yeah i like that one a lot i had painted it for a um devotional selection that I ended up not including in the book, but I decided that it was a good picture of the whole idea of the book, uh, the idea of the little ducklings following the parent duckling as we are following Jesus and going where he goes and following his lead. That's awesome. (laughs) Nice. What's your favorite painting from inside the book? Oh, no. (laughs) I know. I keep asking you about favorites. Favorites? (laughs) I know they're all your babies, right? (laughs) They are. If I didn't like them, I repainted them. So (laughs) how often did that happen? Not that often. I usually found a way to just keep going until it was right. (laughs) Nice. Okay. I think the day four painting is my favorite. It is... Um, the chapter is called On Darkness and on Light. And it's a picture of a cat sitting on a windowsill. And through the window is coming a lot of light. But there's a lot, the, the walls are all dark and there's strong shadows in the whole picture. 
I really like that one, actually. Well, you just won my heart over. I'm a cat lover <laughs> myself. I have six. <laughs> I was very intentional to include some cat paintings and some dog paintings. <laughs> yes, because not everybody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm terrible. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I had a guest in my house this morning and I didn't know until she was sitting down and relaxing that she was not a fan of cats. She's kind of scared of them. And I had one of my cats try to climb right up in her lap. It was hilarious. (laughs) Oh no. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) She kind of squealed a little. She's like, I'll I'll be all right. I'll I'll be okay. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So did the cats stay out while your guest was over or did you... Oh no! Collect oh, no. them into a room. <laughs> oh, they wandered all over the house. Oh, Most okay. of them kind of gave her her space, but there was just the one where he was the just one. determined. You are going to like cats by the time you leave here. <laughs> and, and did the cat succeed? No. Oh. <laughs> no, that'll never happen. I don't think. <laughs> to each their own, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's not her fault that she's not a big fan of cats. Yeah. Had a landlord once who was absolutely terrified of him. He walked in my front door one day to say welcome to the to the neighborhood and hope you're nice and settled. And as he was standing in the doorway saying hello and uh-huh. giving us a welcome gift, one of my cats went running up to him and started sniffing his shoe. And the man turned around and squealed at oh, the no. highest pitch and took off running with his hands in the air. It was hilarious and terrifying <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> I just you're trying to process what's happening here right now. <laughs> and so is he. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was really sweet. Anytime he needed us from then on, he would call us first and ask us to come outside. <laughs> He's a wise man. He figured out exactly how to solve that problem. <laughs> yes, he did. Smart dude. <laughs> mm. Well, Nicole, this has been absolutely delightful. I'm so glad. That you agreed to come on the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you and I'm happy you were here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And I have a feeling we're going to be in touch. Don't forget to send me those links. That would be (laughs) lovely. Yes, I have opening an email right now. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Thank you, Nicole. Have a wonderful day. And once again, everybody, it is Nicole Hansen. She wrote First John. So it's the number one, John on love, obedience, and side effects of salvation. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Of course, make sure that you uh, check out the podcast description on Anchor so that you can see the links where you can go and get her free gift. Um, It's going to be super cool. I promise you this PDF is going to blow your mind with how beautiful her artwork is. Um, And again, you can reach out to her to... Uh, get customized artwork from her. She's she's pretty cool. She's um, got some real gifts there. Reach out. Let Nicole know that you want to support her. And this is, once again, the perfect stocking stuffer for those kids or adults in your life who are familiar with the Bible but haven't had a chance to really dive into it yet and explore this famous book of the Bible, First John. And I will see you guys next time. Thanks.